Good morning, HoustonFloridaLA.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. Today we're at the covering show in Las Vegas, first day of the show, and I'm here with Mark Shannon, who's retired executive in charge of sales at Crossville, and now just a full-time fisherman, right? Uh, pretty much a full-time fisherman, you know, a little bit of action. We happen to live in the Smoky Mountains, so we have a lot of beautiful water that is right out your back door. As you live in a great place for it, that may be where I retire as well. Normally I ask, how's business? And since you're not directly tied with a company right now, let's just talk about the market. Just to throw out some Santo numbers, Santo Tercivia, we looked at 21 versus 20, and we saw where, based on what happened in 20, obviously there was a downturn, so numbers are going to be inflated. And then you have price increases on top of that, and that inflates the numbers even more. But the total flooring industry up about 17.7%. That's our call right now. And the tile business, about the same number, about 175 So that it, it, it held ground with the rest of the business. It did. It kept up. And in the past, we'd had a little bit of slippage with overall flooring and tile and the amount of competition, but it has kept pace, and that's a real positive note. And so some people are telling us that the inflationary number as far as how much more does tile cost now than it did a year ago, that a good number might be around 10%. I think 10% is a, is a good number. There's a difference between that number when you balance it between the imports and the supply chain issues from outside of the United States and then the U.S. numbers. So I would guess that the U.S. numbers are lower, probably in the four to six percent range. And the international numbers are what are pulling it up to the 10%. My guess. Yeah, and according to Donato Grocer, imports grew last year. So we'll get to that number in just a minute. Let's talk about the drivers of growth. Obviously, we know the residential replacement, huge driver, probably the biggest driver. Uh, People were staying home, spending money on their home with kitchens and baths. And then this new phenomenon, this whole outdoor space, right? Yes. The residential replacement market has been really strong. I worry a little bit about the supply side of new houses and new property. They're getting a ton of new homes being built, but the replacement side has been positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's another driver, the builder market. Then yep. they say the builder market's going to be strong for at least two more years, just as they're catching up. There's so much demand for new homes. So that's a driver as well. Yeah, I don't know where you would put in the the new home market when you put in apartments and uh, multi-living facilities, but we see those growing like crazy. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of product being used in that environment as well. So as people talk about what's going on exactly right now, and they talk about the consumer sentiment being down, actually it's down fairly low, and inflation numbers are big, the consumer might cool off, hasn't yet, but it might cool off, right? I think that the consumer market might dampen a little bit. You know, people have spent a lot of money renovating and doing that residential replacement. And so I think that the front end of that curve, that leading edge of the curve is, is dwindling. Now, there will be some behind it, but it won't be like it was when people were just piling on yeah. in 2021. The good news is, and this is where Crossville kind of had a sweet spot, is the commercial market, the specified commercial market, is a a lagging market, and it's just kicking into gear. And some people are saying it might be up as much as 11 or 12 percent in 22. I think that would be fantastic. I don't know if it's going to be that high, but we see a real positive program. I know that the contacts that I talk to within our organization and some of the other companies, they're working on a lot of very large commercial projects. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of bids out there going on. And I feel confident that commercial will increase. I don't know, 11% would be fantastic, but uh, conceivably 7, 8%. Yes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So a couple of things just real quick. Let's talk about the 
domestic versus imported. Uh, obviously, you've spent 36 years in this business, I think 33 at Crossville, right? Ah, 35. Okay. We won't talk about the six or seven before that. It was tile as well, but we leave those off the resume. All right. So a domestic supplier, obviously the first porcelain supplier in the United States. But looking at the numbers, and these come from Donato Grocer, imports were 71.7% of consumption last year. And when you look at it, with China completely leaving the market, the four countries that kind of caught the slack were India, Turkey, Spain, and Brazil in that order. Yes, that's where we saw a tremendous uh, increase in uh, products from Turkey, uh, products from Spain, and, and India came into the market. But I still think that the strongest products that we've seen in the, in the U.S. domestic market imported were from Turkey and Spain. And Brazil's picked up too. And, the, and Brazil is a country with a lot of great tile producers. So you're getting great product from there as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this m- most recent global news about how Russia's attacked Ukraine and how that, um, obviously, it's affecting fuel price. So we see inflation worldwide, but it also affects the European tile market. Tell us about that. Well, what I've heard from my friends on that side of the marketplace is that they generally only got 10 to 20 percent of the raw materials from Ukraine. They got their natural gas obviously comes from from Russia, so that's a concern. But natural gas, everybody's paying for, and it's the supply is good right now. As far as the raw materials are concerned, there's good raw materials in Ukraine. They're never going to be able to uh, get those raw materials back up because even if this war ends, it's going to take a very long time to get roads, bridges, and rail back in place to get products out of that. But the manufacturers in Spain and Italy and those countries that depend on that product are able to pivot. And a lot of them have reformulated their bodies and their glazes with products that are available in other countries in the world. So they're not too concerned mm-hmm. about the raw material side. The gas is a, is a concern, but they feel like they're paying that anyway, and they're going to continue to pay for it. So they source glazes and clays out of Ukraine. Those are going to be gone for a long time. But the cost of natural gas throughout Europe, what you need to fire these kilns, it's going to have a lasting effect. And, and it may actually change the competitiveness of a tile out of Europe, right? It, it's possible. All of them have raised prices. And uh, they're having issues with supply chain getting the product to the U.S., as we all know that has existed. They're struggling. The bigger customers are getting preferential treatment on the products, and there's long lag times because of the shipping. So gas is is probably one of the key drivers in the increase. Mm -hmm. Let's move to another topic. What are the three main things that threaten uh, the growth of tile usage in this country? Well, you know that we've all talked about LVT for a long time, and it's continued to capture the market. People like that product, and it threatens us for a lot of reasons. I don't want to get into too much detail, but it's a material that isn't totally sustainable in the recycling world. There's a lot of issues with it, but it is very popular. That's one. Obviously, inflation is impacting uh, everything that's going on in the market today, and I think that you and I have discussed this before. Labor is a huge problem. Qualified installers, qualified labor, and people that can do this work. Mm -hmm. And it's not just us. There's many other trades that are experiencing the same labor issues. And in our factories, you know, it's it's really hard to get qualified people to work in these facilities. And I've talked to a lot of my friends in the industry that are suffering because, you know, they're paying tremendous amount of overtime to the qualified people. That, to keep these things going. And there's a, there's a lot of burnout, both on the labor side, in installation, and in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, often I think it was Peter Drucker said that anytime you've got a problem, you usually can fix it with money. Do you think we're paying installers enough money? I think that some of them are getting paid enough money. I think it's just a hard job. And to be able to convince people that they can do it, I need, and as far as installers are concerned, a lot of companies pay really well. There's lots of benefits. There's organizations in our industry like the NTCA, the TCAA, uh, the Ceramic Tile Education Foundation that are helping these people understand how to improve their cost structure, how to make more money, how to bid jobs and be more competitive. I think that there's good money in it, but I don't think everybody's getting paid what they should. Yeah. All right. Last topic. This is a crystal ball question. Let's talk about what we think 22 is going to bring the tile market. What's your take? Last year, it was 17.3%. We're not going to see that this year, are we? I don't think we're going to see that this year. I'd be really happy if I saw uh, across the board in all tile uh, residential remodel, builder, and commercial work. I think it'd be fantastic if we hit uh, 8 to 10 percent. 8 to 10. Okay. Yeah. We've still got the corona to worry about. I mean, obviously, it's affecting yep. China right now. Yep. We, we got this concern over freight costs and the Ukraine situation, inflation, yes. staycation, and, and there's even people talking about this inverted curve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, unemployment's down. There's one other factor. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, Donato Gross was telling me, Kemp, this interest rate on mortgages, that might have an effect as well, right? It might have an effect as well as the uh, Fed tries to bump it up. You can get a rate today at 2.7% on a loan, but by summertime, you're going to see four, four, seven, four, eight, five points. You know, it's, it's going to happen. Okay, Mark, I appreciate you spending time with us. It's been great to visit with you. Again, been talking to Mark Shannon, uh, retired vice president of sales at Crossville and an industry consultant. And you've been listening to Kemp Har and FloridaLe.net.